0: And then Vin Diesel pops out. Yeah, Vin and Diesel
1: <laughs> drifts, drifts into the scene, hits Remy Malik into a beam, and he's like, get in, we're going to space, mother. <laughs> and then they just blast off out of there.
2: Welcome to the What's I Verdict Podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and Jerry. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Javier Ortiz. What is up, my nerds? And Ian Anderson. Some shit. We appreciate your help going on the podcast. Go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button. Tell a friend about us. Go check out our website, whatsyreddict.com, where you can listen to all of our episodes. Sign up for our newsletter to get exclusive content and updates and pick up some sweet, sweet merch. question we always ask if you ever find yourself wondering if you should spend the time, money, or both on a movie. To help with that question, each week we put a movie on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. Today, we're reviewing No Time to Die. It was released October 8th, 2021. It was written by Neil Purvis and Robert Wade. Neil pervert. Right, Pretty much. Why do you think Anna, Ar- Anna De Armas was in this movie? No. Ha! It was directed by Carrie <laughs> Joji Fukunaga, stars Daniel Craig, Leah Sadu, Rami Malek, Lashana Lynch, Jeffrey Wright, Naomi Harris, Ben Whishaw, Anna De Armas, and Ralph Fiennes. James Bond is left after active service. His piece is short lived when Felix Leiter, an old friend from the CIA, turns up asking for help, leading Bond into the trail of a mysterious villain armed with a dangerous new technology. If you haven't seen this movie and you want to avoid spoilers, now's the time to pause the podcast. Go watch this movie. Come back, pick up where you left off. We'll see you in a week because that's how long it's going to take you to watch this movie. And not meaning how long it's going to take you to get to a theater. You'll literally be in the theater for a couple of weeks. (laughs) (laughs) so
1: so long
2: because it's so damn long yeah with that let's talk about this movie i okay my biggest problem with this movie besides the two hour and 45 minute clock time is this movie is so fucking predictable from start to finish and i don't mean just because it retells every spy trope on the planet i mean Every time they would like from the opening scene, I was like, this is so insane because we obviously know that what's her I can't remember even the character's name, the Bonds girl that he's ready to settle down with Madeline is going to be like this whole thing's going to end in tragedy. And I'm just like, this is silly because you realize it's her from the beginning that Rami Malek's character saves, and then apparently doesn't age a single day because he's got scars on his face. I I don't know.
1: Uh, He got shot like seven times and fell off a balcony. How did that I'm happen? I'm pretty
2: sure he had some sort of vest on because he wasn't bleeding out of the ones in his chest. He was bleeding out of one in an arm. Oh, okay. But they never show that he's wearing a vest well, other than there's no blood in the ones in his
0: chest.
1: And no head trauma from to falling. Be fair, this-
0: to be fair, the the mom also didn't Bleed so, and I know she got like straight up peppered with an Uzi or whatever. So that's true. Maybe she was wearing a vest too. I don't know.
2: (laughs) Two motherfucking Shay, I I can't (laughs) argue with that. Like that's fair, and I even thought that this kid
1: is a great shot under pressure.
2: Man, Man. where's the freaking kickback? That was like the nicest. Oh, dude, yeah, because she was I've like eight, seen, like right.
1: She was like eight, wielding at least a nine millimeter.
2: Yeah, at the very. Right? I thought it was big enough to be at least a forty-five. So.
1: So anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt, but you know, if we're gonna oh. start start of the first seed, those are the issues I had.
2: Sure, I didn't. Even, I forgot because <laughs> I even said you in my head when we were watching this. I was like, she was pretty good with that weapon. Yeah, like, she handled that like a pro.
1: Didn't even flinch as she was getting shot at oh, by a pro.
2: I'm a pretty big, strong dude. And I have a hard time shooting a pistol without it throwing my hands back. Yeah. Imagine being shot at, at yeah.
1: the same time in a small enclosed room. Also that house is like all windows. How did you guys not see this guy coming from a mile away?
2: Well, and you, they show, uh, they show a camera angle where the two of them are talking. Yeah. And you can see him walking behind them. Yeah. Like, sure. I
1: don't, and I was trying to think. I'm like, how often do I look out my windows? I'm like, often,
2: like, pretty often. I don't, but I usually have mine covered. So it's not like, I don't know. Okay. Yeah.
1: When mine aren't covered, I'm looking, I'll look out. That window was the size of the entire wall.
2: I don't know. Whatever. Well, and she's got some like panic room that just happens to not work in that moment. Like, yeah, it's convenient. It's really inconvenient. Or, yeah, I guess depending on which <laughs> sides you're looking at. <laughs> Convenient for the sake of the story. Yeah. But I also think, well, I don't know. So it was just one of those things where, yes, he then saves this girl instead of killing her, which, by the way, she's under the ice and he sprays like half a clip at least <laughs> into the ice right at her. One of those bullets is going to hit her at least one.
1: So I actually had like polar opposite reactions. That was my first reaction. I'm like, how is she not getting absolutely decimated? But also these bullets are traveling really far underwater. And there's plenty of tests that show that bullets do not travel well in water. Right. So it's like you got to make up your mind. You're either hitting her in the face because they're traveling that far or just lean into the physics of it that they immediately lose velocity.
2: Well, not to mention the fact that the ice had been breaking in that spot underneath her with just her weight on it. But he can walk and then shoot half a magazine. Yeah. And the ice is intact.
1: And she she goes underwater and immediately swims to the side. Yeah. I was like, you live by a frozen lake in Norway, and you haven't figured out how to deal with a frozen lake in Norway? It's crazy.
2: I'll
0: be honest. I was coming to this review. Being like, all right, I'm not going to nitpick. I'm not going to nitpick. I'm not going to nitpick. And now I feel like it's open season, so I'm going to do it too. (laughs) Well,
2: you know, and I wouldn't, uh, you know, you guys know me. That's not true. I nitpick all the time. But my problem is there were so many things to nitpick that were big things. Like, if it's little things, I let go of little things usually pretty well. But these are big things. Like, because the whole opening scene sets the tone for this movie because without it, most of the the big payoffs in this movie don't happen at all but they both should be dead multiple times over in the beginning of this movie
1: there's just so much to nitpick even if it wasn't big it's every moment of the scene is there's something to nitpick how do you have so much to nitpick by a guy who walks into a house and shoots a woman like that should be pretty straightforward
2: right (laughs) and you could have here's the part okay so spoilers Rami Malek's character feels like she owes him her life, which in a way she does, but he could have just spared her life and still claimed that. That opening sequence could have been a five-minute sequence instead of a 20-minute sequence because it took him 12 years to walk to that house from the outside of that lake to the front door. I'm like, Jesus, like that's a half a movie right there. Just him walking to the house. You could have made that. You see him walking. He's at the door. Mom gets shot. He lets the little girl live. Even could make a comment about you owe me or something like that. I'll see you sometime
1: soon. Like over his shoulder as
2: he's walking out the door. Yeah. Leaves her alive. He still has the same claim on her life that puts her in the situation that she's in later. I don't understand no. why we have to have some dramatic fall in the ice. Everybody is a great shooting person and can shoot around everyone, or shoot them in the chest. Oh
1: my gosh, talked. dude! No one in this damn movie uses a scope. What the
2: actual? What's the point of having these these things? Well, half the gunfights take place four feet from each other, so you shouldn't need a scope. And they still can't. No. hit. like I thought I was watching <laughs> stormtroopers outside of their damn costumes because James Bond. It's like he's got a bullet. Repellent on in the at one final point
1: scene. in that freaking forest, they're shooting at him with tracker rounds so you could see where your rounds are going. And he just stands there and like slowly walks away. I am like, What is happening?
0: <laughs> <laughs> How are you missing this badly? You have a scope and tracker rounds, Dude, They should have just let, let Madeline shoot him because I'm pretty sure she <laughs> didn't miss. She popped some yeah. guy right in the head, she killed. Or while she shot Safin right in the beginning of the movie, she was hot. And I'm not talking about that in a physical way. I'm talking about that in she can't miss way.
1: Yeah, dude, her KD ratio is through the roof in this movie.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, and I'm pretty sure that the little girl was a better aim than everybody else in this movie. With the exception of James Bond and 007. And I'm not talking about the same person in this moment. Those two could shoot people from across the room. Yeah, they're
1: like 360 360 no-scoping people through this whole fucking movie.
2: Seriously, like in the same wood scene that you're talking about, tracker outs. this dude's like no looking through like 18 levels of trees and hitting <laughs> fuckers that he can't even see. I can't even see him on the camera and he's hitting these sons of bitches.
1: <laughs> he does that in the last one. And I know it's a classic 007 where it's like you see him through the hallway and he turns around and like quick draws. But I was like, that is literally he like isn't even looking. Turns around, shoots, you just hear the body fall. And I'm like,
2: well, I can't, can't miss. In that moment, and I'm sure Ian heard me, like he did that. And I was, I mean, it's almost, the movie's almost over. Well, I say that, but there's like 20 minutes left in the movie. It's the final fight scene. And he turns and does that. And I went, really? Now? Yeah. That's, <laughs> what <I was> <laughs> that's, like, that's usually the first scene. I don't, <laughs> I don't need that here.
0: Yeah. Do you think when, um, I had a question for it. Cause we kind of started talking about how, is it Safin? Safin? Safin. Yeah. Safin. Safin, how Safin like claims the life of this little girl because he saved her, right? Do you think he planned on having her go and like make her career decision to be a psychotherapist so that she would one day be seeing the leader of this organization that he specifically needs to kill? Or do you think that was kind of just coincidence?
2: I think it was just luck of the draw, cause she obviously like completely forgot about the man until he comes back in her life at the <laughs> three quarters of the way in the movie.
1: If I went through something like that I just might never saw a disfigured person, I would be horrified. Right? Sure. Like,
2: <laughs> Every person that had a scar on their face, I'd be like, Yeah,
0: oh, fuck. Uh-huh. Me too. But it's me too. Fu- its funny because that's like a constant Bond thing. Like if you go back, like if you have a disfigured villain, it's going to be a Bond movie. You had the guy with like the diamonds in the face and then the, mm-hmm, the big grilled jaws and the- – Yeah. Bleeding from the eyelid and Casino Royale. Like Mm -hmm. I'm glad they're not shying away from the disfigured villain.
2: And pick your villain. Like everybody in this movie is a villain. All of a sudden, like what the hell Rami Malek should have just been the villain. Right. Yeah. And look, I love the guy that they, and I'm okay with kind of, well, I was okay with Christoph Waltz Blofeld, Blofeld from the last one, like being a target. The way he was, but god damn, we were in that prison cell for 25 minutes, like way too long. Shut the fuck up, like and we all know he's gonna die. I don't Jesus. so
1: maybe I missed something here. Bond gets like sprinkled with the <laughs> with the nanobots in Cuba, yeah. Right, and they go through this whole thing where it's like anyone who is related to this, anyone who's been inspector is gonna die from this okay so bond is covered in this we know the belford is genetically related and then they go through this whole thing of of rabbi's like spray this shit on your wrist and then go touch him i don't
2: and then because he knew blofeld wasn't going to be there so the one that that sprayed bond at the big party didn't include blofeld's dna because he knew he was in prison so it it didn't impact him
0: but it It did because they take Q takes the thing and shows the list of all the people that it killed and who was still left. And that that was was like a file.
2: Yeah, that That was the file that the guy
0: used to upload it.
2: That yeah, that was. But he uploaded what they were trying to say is that he uploaded everybody was going to be at that party. Blofeld was the last person from Spectre that was alive, and his DNA was in a different sample that he gave to the girl. That's it was. He knew the implication. Now, they never explain it, which is terrible on their part. But the implication is, is he didn't upload Blofeld's DNA into that big party version, which is why she but had to go did, with the
0: one. Because she didn't I, touch but, him, right? No, but, well, she, but Bond she touched, touched
2: Bond where she sprayed the he grabbed her wrist where she sprayed the shit on her wrist, which oh. then transferred it to Bond's right hand. when So when he choked Blowfeld. That's when it transferred from Bond to Blowfeld. It was hot. what was happened.
0: Killer disease. Was, I thought what happened was what Javier was describing. So I.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a pointless series of events. If he was already covered in the stuff that was meant to target him.
2: No, he wasn't. He wouldn't oh, have done any yeah. damage to Blofeld at all had he not grabbed her arm. If he'd left her arm alone, she would have been. He would have been fine.
1: Hmm. Okay. All right. Never mind. How did I he something? Yeah, There's a lot to miss because it's two hours and 45 minutes. How am I supposed well, to track just, of all this bullshit?
2: I'm, yeah. I'm not going to go back
0: and watch it to prove a point.
2: <laughs> no, I, believe me. It's, it's, but here's, so, and here's the other problem that I had, right? So they introduced this nano fucking technology, nano disease or whatever the hell, I don't know. It was so overcomplicated. So they introduced this thing. And as soon as they did, I leaned over to Casey and went, well, he's not getting his happy ending
1: right yeah like you see that coming from a mile away Right. Yeah, i'm like when they're when they're like yeah. you you can't get rid of it once you have it, you have it forever i'm like oh yeah, okay well
2: and they they like so ham-fistedly explain to you that anyone with that dna mm-hmm. is like gonna die. eight times yeah
1: i was like, like i get it I get, and then they're like i have your dna i'm like okay we fucking get it dude
2: well- and like, you see him like he's trying to be supposedly trying to be sneaky with Rami Malik's character, grabbing the hair and folding it up in his little na- his uh-huh. little. I was like, Jesus H Christ. I was like, you fuckers aren't subtle at all. No, like if- they zoomed in on it on the yeah. freaking camera. I'm like, come on <laughs> now. I'm about to watch another two hours and 15 minutes of this movie so that I can see that I'm right. I- <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it, it was yeah. bad when it came to that.
1: I will say the scene in Cuba though was fun.
0: That
2: was probably sure, that, that was probably my
0: favorite part of the movie. I, sure. It was probably some of the best action.
2: I wish Anna Darmus well, had been in it more because she was funny as fuck. Seriously, she was awesome. She yeah, she was amazing. Super to watch.
1: Likable too. Three yeah. weeks of training, paper tag.
2: <laughs> well, and those two, and we learned this with knives out, but those two have such great on-screen chemistry together. And Daniel Craig and Leah Sadu Madeline do not like when they okay, broke up at the ahead. beginning. I'm like, I don't care.
1: That, I, I yeah, I felt awkward dumb. watching them and yeah, I was uncomfortable. Okay, cool. I'm not the only one there. Cool. No.
2: And I didn't like them in the last one either. Like it just didn't like, they're not believable as a couple to me. Like, yeah, I just didn't get that at all. And I would rather, like I was watching him and Anna de and, do their little chat which was really weird like the audio on it was really awkward like i get that they were trying to like do like we're on radio comms thing oh at the end no when anna de Armas and him are walking through that party in cuba oh and they're, yeah. like they're talking through the earpieces yeah and they made it sound like you're on a walkie talkie i'm like mm-hmm. why i i don't need that just let me hear the dialogue between the two of them
1: yeah, it was and then you're, you're trying to filter it through the other, like, wiretap thing that they had going on. I didn't love that either, yeah. but I do like the he falls from the second story, pops up, pours him a drink, has a quick toast, and then they go back to killing people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah, that part, that 30-minute segment was fun.
1: Yeah. salute. Yeah.
0: It was.
2: <laughs> and I did have some fun. The other part, that, so I love... Felix Leiter that character is really fun Jeffrey Wright's character who's been in every one of the Daniel Craig Bonds like I like his character and I enjoyed the scenes that those two were together and I loved like the Mormon joke that he made about the new (laughs) guy where'd you get
1: the Book of Mormon (laughs) where'd you get the Book of Mormon (laughs) (laughs) I love a good Mormon joke oh hell yeah like it was great he smiles too much I was like he does smile too much like a missionary Yep. (laughs) (laughs)
2: and what a great death scene that guy got the best death scene like flips, like just pushes the car over on top of him i was like i like that yeah i like that a lot but this does have one trope that really pisses me off why is it that heroes always leave the person that the people are after like don't stick your daughter and your girl madeline in a little weird grove of tree hole and then just leave yeah Like, why do they do that? Like, what good comes of the one person that has the best chance of defending them just fucking leaving?
1: I felt that same way at the end when he stuck him on the boat.
2: I'm like, no, make
1: 007 or whatever her double O, whatever number she is now. It's her job. You're retired.
0: (laughs) That was my biggest beef with this movie. I'm not going to lie, because you're the 007 now. And you've told me multiple times throughout the movie that you're 007 now. And then you're just going to kind of take a bench uh, when it comes time for like game time. No, it should be. It should have been both of them going through and doing that. I'm pretty sure Madeline, she's killed multiple people. She can drive a boat. You just, you know, turn that throttle and point the direction you want to go.
1: But that's like, I'm agreeing with JJ. If I am this dude right if i'm daniel greg's character and i just went through all of this to save my daughter and the woman that i love i'm like that's it i save them that's why i'm here you have a double o agent here she can go open these fucking blast doors while we get out of here
2: mm-hmm. greed yeah, it doesn't have to be you no you have a daughter save exactly. your fucking daughter it's not like yeah if it was by himself fine but he's not right he's got arguably a more capable Spy, younger, younger, more <laughs> spry. Who's been in the field while has you've been fucking living knees. on a beach? Yes, has yeah, the most relevant her. and recent experience. Yeah, has both of her knees. That's a good one. Has both of her <laughs> knees, <laughs> and it, and she's wearing all of her tactical gear. Like, yeah, and and had one of the shirt. best
1: lines, which is, you know what time it is? <laughs> time to die. She Spartan <laughs> kicks that dude off.
2: I was like, nice. Yeah, I very much enjoyed her character. I think she got the short end of the stick not being in it as much because I also like the fact that she was like in the scene in Cuba, like she puts her hands up, like oh, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead and surrender, and then shoots out one transformer and the whole fucking island's power goes out. I mean that that <laughs> that was that tracks. Fuck, but, you know, yeah, it's that's Cuba. Right. <laughs> that makes so, sense. They're not on the greatest grid <laughs> out there. <laughs> the other okay, so since we're nitpicking again. This guy Bond gets in this fight. He's he's going back up to the compound, and now he's fighting everybody. Like there's a hundred guys with guns, not and grenades and grenades. Yeah, those parts seriously. Me laugh. He throws one grenade back, and then they drop six of them. Which good on him. Oh, we yeah. know where he's at now. But and- why did one? Why did six grenades going off look like a half a grenade?
1: Like, <laughs> dude, this guy gets blown up like four times in this movie, and he just rubs. It. He's like, "Oh, I, I, my ears are ringing, but I'm good."
2: Okay, <laughs> not to mention, dude, the fight on the stairs. Like when they get to the stair part, there's eight guys that are within four feet and shooting semi-automatic to automatic weapons at him. Not a single bullet lands. Mm. I'm like, come. And then he grabs a pistol. He grabs a handgun when there's at least a dozen AKs laying on the ground. He grabs a handgun and one shots every guy <laughs> in the stairs. Yeah. I'm like, Dude, we're not talking about like untrained weird people here. It's not like he's fighting the scientists that were in the acid pit. He's fighting mercenaries. Like these Adam, guys have to be able to shoot.
1: Apparently Kevlar vests aren't part of that. their tactical loadout. Just yeah. Rami Malik's load out in the beginning of the movie because one shot these dudes are down
2: (laughs) which is is terribly unfortunate because at least the first two or three of these bonds with with daniel craig like that was one of the best parts of the first one at least with with casino royale is the brutal realism that that movie had like bond gets hurt he'll get shot and he's fights through it or he gets his ass beaten strapped to a chair and his nuts crushed which <laughs> based on what left. happened to him in that movie the fact that he has a kid is pretty impressive <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> dude they don't quit man yeah. that's a good guy yeah. because <laughs> he's got God. still got swimmers yeah <laughs> that's right but it's <laughs> like and then it just went to full bond like this movie was full of the toys and the gadgets and the unrealistic shit and i just didn't like that that's what I loved about the Daniel Craig movies was they were just gritty and they felt more realistic. And this one. Just oh,
1: didn't. dude. Speaking of gadgets, that EMP watch. I was, I mean, he's just like, first of all, he puts it up to a lock that apparently its default setting is to unlock when it loses power. So that's awesome security. Yeah. And then this oh, when he puts it up to the dude's eye and blows it up in his eye and that cheesy ass line that he delivers. I was like, you I watch Mission Impossible for this bullshit, not 007. Yeah, yeah. and
0: not to mention <laughs> no, I watch Jungle Cruise for that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> not to mention he zaps this eyeball <laughs> right next to his own hand or his own communicator. If that EMP, it only has like a two-inch range because your comms wouldn't work anymore.
1: I guess, because he was putting the watch like right up to stuff, but it was killing cameras in the hallways. Yeah. That's so what I'm saying. Like, he like you know.
2: zapped an entire security grid on yeah. the bottom floor, but it only blew up the guy's eyeball. Didn't mess with your comms or anything like that. Yeah, I don't
1: understand the range on that. And they, they went through the effort of trying to explain it, too. Like, yeah. how powerful is it? He's like, I oh, don't know, kind of powerful. I was like, what does that mean? I'm like, why are we doing this if we're just not going to care in yeah. five minutes?
2: Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about what was good because the acting was out of control good. Like, as much as I didn't like their relationship, Daniel Craig can act. There's no way around it. Like yeah. he can act. And so can Leah Sadu, who plays Madeline. She mm-hmm. can act. Like, she was very believable in the movie. All of the main characters and a lot of the and most of the side characters were very good at acting, but man, they just had scenes in there that were unnecessary as hell. Like you could have shortened or cut out most of the the shit that was there like and people like oh but it explains how he finds out this and he finds out that yeah but he could have done that in a two-minute scene instead of a 20 minute scene i don't need and bond isn't stupid enough he's already the man leaves this woman he sticks her on a train and sends her away because her dad is used to be mr y her dad's mr white and he doesn't trust her because he doesn't trust anyone after vesper so they make that point. He puts her on a train. Well, I don't need Christoph Waltz Blowfield's character to go on a 20-minute diatribe about how Madeline's the problem or she's the one that knows everything when all you have to do is he can say it one time. If you want to know about yeah. this, ask Madeline. He's like untrusting enough, he's immediately going to go to Madeline. I don't need 20 minutes of it. And it doesn't take Bond to get 20 minutes to get pissed off enough to choke you to death either. Seriously. Yeah, we that, end
1: up at her childhood home anyway. Yeah.
2: yeah. Which we were going to do because she told him where she was going. Exactly. He was going there, whether that scene happened or not. <laughs> and none of it, like, yeah, everything that happened would have happened without that scene with Blofeld at all, because he goes there. They come to find her. There you go. Now she's got to tell him about Saffin. So I just... I felt like they were trying to do it to be clever and it made a two hour and 45 minute movie out of what should have been a two hour movie. And I think in two hours it would have been entertaining.
1: I'm not sure I understand the, the, the villain motivation though either because Saffron's family was killed by Madeline's dad who was a member of Spectre? Yeah. Right? Okay. How does that jump to let's kill millions of people with biological weapons? Oh, i okay. don't know okay cool
2: i was yeah. like what else did i miss in this movie <laughs> nope i have no idea i have the no same idea thing we I all missed know. yeah exactly the it's not big enough scale to just try to kill madeline and bond's daughter it's it's got to be the world
0: well and i think madeline that's out. something that hurt this movie is the continued pushback and build up for what like two years seeing multiple trailers this is going to be big this is going to be big this is going to be big and then finally seeing it and it was long It was big when it came to the time count but it wasn't that i don't know large storyline that kind of blew our minds that i was expecting it to be with how much build-up there was but
2: well and it was anticlimactic because of that like because there was no understandable reason like and I hate to reference a Marvel movie, but like, there's been multiple, multiple arguments about Infinity War because somewhere deep down in the corners of your brain that you don't want to talk about, a lot of us agree with what Thanos was saying. Oh, I'll admit it. You know? Yeah, <laughs>
1: absolutely. He was on to something. In you fact, I mean? only killing half the world's population, I don't think really achieves his goal. Yeah, <laughs>
2: absolutely. <laughs>
0: I, my big thing with that was that bring in half the world's population back after five years is not a happy ending.
2: No, that's <laughs> fair. Now we got
0: a serious problem. Which hopefully got we got starvation. See You've got right. We got starvation. You got people that have married other people and moved on, and now all of a sudden their kids and their husband are back. Like yeah, there's a lot. We've of got issues. We've got people happen. who feel
1: obligated, like repopulating the world, right? So they're popping out kids. Now we have too many people. <laughs> now we need Thanos.
2: but see i knew thanos's goal and i understood the reason behind his goal this Mm -hmm. guy i don't like i don't other than him just being a whiny little bitch what the fuck's you why do you want to kill everyone and i'm okay if it's you're just fucking cracked and you want to kill as many people as possible i can get behind that too but But he wasn't yeah but what i can't get behind is this someone that claims to be vastly intelligent that has no explanation for why he wants to kill everyone or at least the explanation he gives makes no sense.
1: Yeah, it, this idea of like I just want the world yeah. to be tidy. I'm like, what does that what does that mean?
2: Have you seen what this drug does to people? It's not tidy, my friend. <laughs> it's pretty ugly and messy actually. Right. But yeah, I don't it didn't make sense and I didn't I couldn't get into it. So there was no real like sinister the only part that was emotional at all about this villain was when He did exactly what we knew we would and made it so Bond couldn't be around his family anymore, which was the whole goal Mm -hmm. of this movie, which Mm -hmm. would have been more interesting if that was his goal to begin with. And everything else was a setup to get Bond there. Yes. If
1: it was like a vendetta Mm -hmm. against Bond. Yeah to trick him yeah. into getting there. Yeah. Or if it was
2: a vendetta against her Madeline mm, because yeah. like like maybe she escapes him or he like raises her instead of just saving her, you know what I mean? And so she, he has this vendetta against her and he brings Bond there and sets all this up in order for her to never be able to be around him again because being around him will kill her and her daughter. Mm-hmm. That, to me, would have given enough intensity and like drama to this movie to make me uncomfortable and actually yeah. believe in what this villain's doing. Now it's just yeah. whatever. You yeah. Know?
1: And you can argue, it's like, he doesn't care how many people die, right? Sure. He just needed to be big enough to to pull Bond out of retirement. Exactly.
2: Yep.
1: Fuck, guys. How do we rewrite these
2: movies every time? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I really need to start consulting you, JJ. Somebody should be
0: paying us for that. <laughs> <You> no
2: <know, yeah>. shit. <laughs> it's just, the. it's funny that the reason that he wanted to do this was to have a tidy, more tidy world, but they couldn't put together a tidy script and storyline to save their life. Yeah.
1: And yeah. I even uh, get like the vengeance against Spectre. So sure. If they if they made the argument, yeah. well, I'm gonna kill anyone who's even remotely. I'm I'm killing tenth cousins to anyone who was in Spectre. I'd be like, yeah, I mean, it's overboard, but I get it.
2: Yeah. And I'm okay with that from a psychopath, and it even lays the groundwork for, like I said, if it's all about getting to her and Bond to pay her back, it lays the groundwork that this is serious enough to bring, like you said, bring Bond out of retirement, get him involved, threaten to destroy the world, and have this whole thing set up to look like you're gonna do it just to get this one man. And how sick would it be when they're laying in that garden pool, and he's crushed that thing on Bond's head, and Bond's shot him. They're both sitting there, basically bleeding. Out and dying, and Saffin says instead of you know if I can't have her none of no one can. It's I brought you here. I've succeeded. I can die a happy man because she will be miserable without you. Right? Mm-hmm. Like I would have been like this motherfucker was twisted.
1: Yeah, those are good villains, right? Yeah. When villains like when yeah. they're dying, they're like I won. Yeah, like, you didn't beat me. I beat you. Yeah. Right? that's why. Like, like Joker is always a good villain. Because oh, yeah. he doesn't care if he dies. Yeah. Like, I just care about beating Batman.
2: Yeah. And in one sense, if he and dies he's... by Batman's hand, he completely wins. Right? And that's what like... he tries to do Yeah. in every freaking comic. <laughs> yeah. Love it.
0: I just wish more movies would lean into the idea that it doesn't have to be big on a scale for us to care about it. Because yeah. you go right. back and you look at some of the even I know we've kind of mentioned Casino Royale a bit. But there wasn't a big world's going to end. I mean, there had like some, you know, that we're going to fly a plane and crash this market and all that stuff. But it was a story about what you actually cared about, which were the main characters. And I feel like Mm -hmm. that's something that was missing from this is if it is the last Bond movie, if it is all about Bond, like make it about Bond. You know, I've attached to him because I've seen him for 10 plus years on the screen that the world screw the world, man, we. That's not a big. I don't have a heart. I don't know. I'm not. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I think think you guys get what I'm saying. So I'm just going to stop.
1: They spent the last 15 years making you love Daniel Craig and his character of 007. So the best like homage to pay to him is to make a movie where you're invested in him and what's going on in his life, not him trying to save the world. Like you didn't spend 15 years getting us to love random people on the planet.
2: It's fair. I do love the comparison to in that realm to Casino Royale, because like you said, that was a movie that there were large scale things done to save one man's life. Cause that's all it was about was Le Chiffre's life, right? He was all about getting that money back so that he didn't get killed by these organizations that he, he wasn't even part of a main organization. He was just a money launderer. So it's like this one guy versus bond and that's what it broke, broke down to. And then that connection of bond becoming a cold blooded killer because he fell in love and he got betrayed and then she died. So it's just like, why get away from that and then make it about a scale of saving the world at the expense of bond when you could have made it, like we said, Oh God, that's genius. Well played, sir. It's a very good and creature, all, the elements, very good
0: comparison. all the elements were there in this movie, but they weren't the focus. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. he has a daughter now, he has a wife and it comes full circle from Christina Royale to, you know, him finally leaning into fully trusting again. It's unfortunate that that wasn't like the main point.
1: Did you guys think killing him off was the right way to go? I struggled because with that, honestly. I kind of wanted him to have a happy ending.
2: Oh, I absolutely wanted him to have a happy ending. But I had already, by the time I got to, so when they started to give away what was going to happen in the end, the hair, the this stuff lives on you forever. I had already resigned myself to either... He was going to go back to his island and never be able to see his daughter. But then you can't do. And then I thought about that. I was like, no, because everything digital today, they could still have a virtual relationship for the most part. And he could see his kid grow up. He just could never have come in contact, which would suck. But it would still be happy ish. I was like, so I know he's going to die because it can't end any other way and have people not revolt.
1: So and here's just a minor criticism in a world of nanobots. Can't I just siphon my own blood out? Like, can I put clean blood in and suck bad blood out long enough until all the nanobots are gone? Or use your EMP watch to short them all out?
2: That's what I fucking said. I'm like, that's a good point. You built a micro EMP that sits on your wrist. We have big, giant EMPs. They're still machines. Fry the fucking nanobots. Haven't you assholes ever seen the Matrix? Come
1: on. That's a good point. I was like, I feel like with enough creativity, there's a way out of this.
2: You don't even need that much creativity. Yeah. There's fucking technology that should be able to render these nanobots useless.
1: Technology that we have today in exactly. real life. I'm not even talking.
2: <laughs> I, I say the Matrix, but I'm not talking about the Matrix. I'm talking about walk down the fucking street to a science place. You could probably find the right shit to shut these fuckers down. <laughs> I'm like, come
0: on. Yeah.
2: Let yeah let I, I just was a little frustrated uh, by that.
0: I st- I struggled with killing him off. And I thought it was interesting, too, that they're about to go into this final mission, attack this missile silo and whatever. And suddenly 007 wants James Bond to have 007. And I was like, come on, you're just having that so you can kill him off as a 007. Like, yeah, Yeah. I don't know. It just felt weird and forced. And it was like, well, once I saw that, I was like, oh, yep. They want to kill him with the 007 title.
1: Yeah. And they tried to disguise it as like, she respects him now. And I'm like... (sighs) She hasn't known him long
2: enough to respect him.
1: Yeah. And even if like that were true, there are other ways to show it. Like, I don't know, going into a compound with him when she didn't have to, to or letting him
2: leave with his daughter and fucking girl and then not have him stay at all. Yeah. Like there's so many other ways.
0: One. I wish they would have endeared you to that character more. The new 007 or had her in the last two or three movies and start bringing her up. So there was a relationship there instead of this kind of like for lack of a better term like dick measuring throughout a movie (laughs) until one of them dies i just yeah i don't know
2: when they tried so hard to like make it like you like M was saying at the beginning near the beginning of the movie where we need to find 007 and he wasn't talking about daniel craig but they immediately cut to daniel craig because mm-hmm. she's double oh seven, so you're thinking, Oh, he needs to find James Bond. No fucker. And I was like, Oh, this is so ham fisted. We know he's not talking about him. Mm-hmm. Why do you even try to yeah. make it cute? Like, oh, <laughs>
1: so so when they bad. did say that they were reinstating him as a double O and she's immediately like, Double what?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And ask like, That's two other
1: times in time. the meeting.
2: That is fair.
1: So for that all we fair. know, he was already 007, and yeah. she got
2: demoted to 004. From yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and I just hated the end of this movie, like, him dying, standing on top of that thing. And, okay, so here, let me ask this, because I don't know, and my brain wants to act like I know, but I don't know. So he has to open up these launch bay doors so that the whole facility will blow up with the missile attacks. Don't we have bunker busters that'll like fucking destroy yeah. shit like 20, 30 feet into the ground or hundreds of feet into the ground? I
1: feel like a missile from an aircraft carrier in 2021 could do something to a World War two era bunker.
2: Yeah. And especially yeah. ones that like look like the goddamn Jericho missile from Iron Man that like. Yeah. Split into pieces Patriot like Patriot missiles. Right? Yeah. Like <laughs> there it. it it boggled well, my mind that you had to have a bay door open for it to actually destroy the facility.
0: And maybe I'm being a little stupid here, but if this was a World War II-era bunker, why did it have missile silos? Did we not have missiles in World War II? Well, sure. Not like we do but now. Like that. I mean...
2: That, boat, was that missile silo can, was not big enough it. for a World War II-era missile.
0: Oh, okay. I think, yeah, like, yeah, weaponized... Because yeah. this is, like, the they're still working on like a jet engine, right? Like they don't even have that yet.
2: Yeah. They don't like, they're still flying prop. Planes. Oh, that's world true.
1: World. Yeah. We're putting Honda engines and freaking <laughs> propeller planes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, it, yeah, the whole thing just, cause like to me, I'm like, well, and then like their whole thing was, if we leave any part of this bunker, they're going to, it's going to keep the production going. And I'm like, so wait a minute, this, this Island is known about by the British. Known about by the Americans now, known Russians. about by the Russians and the Japanese who are fighting over this island as it stands. Somewhere in these four countries that are technically on paper allies, let's communicate and say, hey, guess what? There's a chemical weapon. We don't even have to say that the Brits knew about it or helped destroy it. There's a it. terrorist there. We tell lies as a government every fucking day. You can't we just say, say the word terrorism, or like, yeah. How many missiles do you need? Yeah, exactly. And I <laughs> is twenty enough. The combined might of Russia, Japan, England, and the the states can nuke this fucking island. Yeah, we sink nothing.
1: that island into the ocean, and we're just like done with it.
2: Yeah, and Bond doesn't have to be anywhere near the island. It's just like there's so many alternatives to what happened that make more sense than him going, nope, I got to stay here and get blown up.
1: They're like, there's some diplomatic complications. I'm like, Russians love blowing shit up, dude. How complicated is this?
2: <laughs> Why do you think there's always well, the villains in our movie? <laughs> so dumb. Yeah.
1: Anyway, I wasn't there's sure like that. We blow up a lot of. We our solution to solve this problem is to like blow everything up. But wouldn't that just make a nanobot virus worse, right? Like like it's you contained in a lab. and it's spread. Yeah. There's like ships nearby well, now. One,
0: one more like, sorry, nitpicky thing, but they're worried about these supply ships getting there. And why not just blow up the supply ships and everything stays All where it is. Right. And you'll have a bunch of time to like figure things out rather than than just like, no, nope, let's shoot as many missiles as we can and we'll sift through the debris.
1: Oh, yeah. n- not to mention this bay door is like 12 feet in diameter. Like, it's like it's not it. that big.
2: But it being <laughs> open is the catalyst of yeah. this island being destroyed.
1: That's the reason why Daniel Craig died, yeah. is to get this thing open, which he knows it's closing. Why does he run on top of the bay doors? Like where the, that like pool is? What was the game plan? Don't know.
0: And I think a lot of what this movie suffers from is when they want a particular ending and they write to get to that ending rather than Mm -hmm. let's take the characters, put them in an environment. And this is how the story would play out. And then kind of moving towards the natural resolve of that.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: there's so many moments where it's like the path forks. And instead of taking the one that they probably would have taken, they force him down one road and then they just keep forcing him down that road until it just stops really making sense.
2: Well, and we kind of go back to this story that we've kind of on the fly written for him in this podcast. But you could even like take out the him getting hit with this nanovirus that's going to kill Madeline and, and her daughter and just have the dude had nine minutes to get to the fucking thing. Turn the shit, open the bay doors and get the fuck out, right? Or he had Mm -hmm. nine minutes to get out after turning the bay doors. That's a long ass way. And I didn't see any other boats. So make it so that give him nine minutes or give him more realistic time, give him 15 minutes. That's how long the missiles are gonna take. And have Saffin come out and shoot him in the leg and go, Sorry, dude, you're fucked, but this is the reason that you're here. Is so Mm -hmm. she has to be without you. And then all of a sudden, it's not about a nanovirus. I I don't care that they can destroy this island from afar because as long as he can't get off of it, we still end in the same way, right? So Mm -hmm. to me, it's like you could have gotten there without all this convoluted, overly dramatized fucking story about nanoviruses and goddamn, Mm -hmm. just have all of that be a backdrop. In fact, you could have done it to where, oh, let me throw this twist at you. When we go to Cuba, have somebody there give Bond a shot of uh. An antidote to an actual bio virus. And then they drop this bomb of they leak this smoke in this compound that kills everyone in there, right? Now all of a sudden he thinks it's because it was coded to everyone's DNA. They make up some, you know, this is what this was supposed to do. Let's say the whole thing doesn't even fucking work, but he still used it to bait Bond onto the island to torture Madeline at the end of it all. Because she loves him and now she's got to live without him. I love this shit when I don't have to worry about trying to make sense of shit that doesn't make sense.
1: That would have been cool because both the good guys and the bad guys would have won, right? Because the good guys, they achieved their goal. They stopped the biological weapon or so they thought, right? Yeah. The bad guy won because he didn't give a shit about the biological weapon. He just wanted to make Madeline's life miserable. And he did that for a, the past week and B for the rest of her life. Yeah. So he dies happy. bond dies thinking that he saved the world and well no bond dies knowing exactly what happened yeah (laughs) which makes it even
2: better (laughs) yeah
1: bond dies with madeline thinking that he saved the world and
2: you know none's the wiser except us the audience i love it (laughs) so much better and it's just so much more believable i don't have to try to fit this shit in my brain and go how does that work or why wouldn't they do this and why wouldn't they do that i go no you just got fucking played and it was genius Mm mm-hmm instead of, yeah so anyway. i think we
1: would need one moment though from bond because if if our if our goal is to have this be like a bond movie about him going out we'd need something that like had him i don't know not maybe not save the world maybe save madeline or something mm. you know what i mean like he sacrifices yeah. himself I, I don't know what i'm getting at but some something that like redeems him from being played so hard through this whole movie true or like
2: something that that mattered to safin outside of torturing madeline like Mm. and it could have been something. i'm with you it could have been something as simple as like a monologue at the end from bond saying yeah you've tortured her and she has to live the rest of my life but she has a piece of me and her daughter or whatever it is you know Mm -hmm. like i think there could have been a quick monologue that's like a giant fuck you to safin that says yeah you played me and you won oh it could be like about family
1: right or yeah. it's like yeah you may oh, think you're torturing yeah. her but she like, has family or like dirty.
0: and then yeah and then vin diesel pops yeah, up vin and diesel <laughs>
2: drifts,
1: drifts into the scene hits remy malik into a beam and he's like get in we're going to space motherfucker and then they just blast off out of there <laughs>
2: All of a sudden is, is God's challenger flies. It's got like, fucking...
1: as soon as I said the word family, I'm like, God
2: damn it. But something along those lines, like yeah, rubbing yeah. in his face that his oh, family
1: got killed sure. and Madeline has a daughter. Yeah. Right? She
2: still has family and yours got smoked
1: <laughs> by her family. By her oh, family. Comes full circle, baby. Yeah.
2: Well, I think we wrote a better movie than, uh, the actual writers. Of this Seriously, movie.
1: should this be the podcast now? We're we just Maybe. rewrite movies,
2: rewrite movies. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right, let's rate this thing. I'll go first. Look, I we've shit on this movie for the last hour and it deserves it. But there were some good parts. I don't want to just leave it with this movie was the worst movie we've seen to me. And I know that there's some debate that could go on. This movie was better than the movie we watched last week. So um, there were but it's just too long. It's too long. There's things that are confusing that didn't need to be there. There're things that are there that didn't add to the story. They were just pulled from previous Bond movies. I did find more of it than I care to admit entertaining because the acting was so good and there were parts of the story that were interesting. But the saddest part is when the most entertaining part of the movie is a little like middle section that doesn't even include any of your main actors except for Daniel Craig. That that says a lot about your movie. And the scene in Cuba is the best scene that the whole Cuba sequence is the best sequence in this movie. And when that's the case, it's a throwaway sequence or should be a throwaway sequence with one good, one heavy part. That's the problem with your movie. However, I like Daniel Craig as bond. I'm sad to see him go, but it is time because I, you can't go anywhere, but down from most of the things that they did previous to this movie. So it's good that it's done. I'm interested to see where they take the James Bond into the future God, I wanted this movie to be better than it turned out to be. But again, I don't think it was terrible. I just think it suffered from delusions of grandeur and trying to make it more than it needed to be instead of keeping it simple and realistic and gritty. So I'm going to give this movie a two and a half. I think it's right down the middle. I won't watch it again because it's too fucking long. And the payoff doesn't make me feel good about the time commitment you have to give for this movie. Like I... It's just not there. However, I would watch pieces of this movie, or like I said, I would watch like someone take it and edit out the shit. That's not necessary. Like an, a mm-hmm. fan cut. I would watch that like a two hour version, an hour and a 45 minute version. Absolutely. Cause there's some great acting and some great interesting things in there, but most of this is just bloated and annoyed me. So yeah, I'm giving it a two and a half. I won't watch it again. Ian.
0: Uh, I've been debating about what to rate this thing since it, Credits rolled last night. Uh, it's it's a Bond movie, and this was built up to be even more like the best Bond movie. Um, this epic conclusion. There was all this buildup up for it, and I think that hurt it too. And the fact that it was three hours and forty five minutes hurt three. It felt like three <laughs> as long as it was. Just it. I went in with expectations kind of lower, and I think my expectations were met. It was an average Bond movie. Probably won't watch it again. I'll stick with the, my favorites and kind of, like you said, JJ, kind of curious to see what they're going to do next or kind of where the direction's going to go. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else to add other than what we've already talked about. So I'm going to stick with right down the middle to 2.5. Like, it's not a terrible movie. It's not. Like, there's a lot of good things in it. But was it what... It was made out to be. I don't think so. So I'm going to stay with 2.5. I may or may not watch it again. It, if I do, it's not going to be a conscious choice. It's going to be something that's on, and I'll probably tune in for a little bit and tune out. And what, you're strapped to a chair in an insane <laughs> asylum?
2: With like, your balls getting out, somebody's throwing yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, uh, though Man. you guys did bring up Marvel, and I had to say I, I felt like I was getting... Iron Man storyline where he has his daughter and <laughs> Saves the World and then so another little fallout yeah. taken from other movies but felt a lot like Fair
2: that Fair enough alright Javier bring us
1: home look I think I agree with all of you guys but I'm going to be a little bit more harsher on my rating because for what this was advertised to be and the hype that it got this movie sucks ass compared to what it should have been right it just is not good for what they led us to believe it was going to be. And this is not a casualty of the way that the movie was made, like the acting, most of the dialogue, except for that. It really blew his mind. Stupid <laughs> ass line. Even he had the, to make like, a dad
0: joke. He's a dad now.
1: He's a dad now. He's <laughs> like all of those aspects, like the even the the fight scene choreography was pretty good, I thought. So none of that was a problem. I think it's a casualty of the like the storyboard. I, I like it almost seemed like they just slapped something together, which is disappointing because we waited so long. I wish they would have taken the time to really think through the storyline and that like you cannot get away with making a bad story by slapping Daniel Craig and Remy Malik and having a cool fight scene with a really attractive Latina. Right. <laughs> like you just can't get away with a bad story. So anyway, I'm going to give this a two. It's not all those things I mentioned are actually pretty good. Right. So like if that's why you watch movies, you'll like this movie. If you don't care about the story or the progression of the story or any of that, then, yeah, you'll like this movie. But, you know, you I don't even know what to say if that's your type of movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to give this to I'm not going to watch this again. There are better spy movies. There are better Bond
2: movies, So Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'd say every one of them leading up to this movie is a better Bond movie, right? It's yeah,
1: and honestly, I haven't seen all of them, so maybe that's why I'm a little bit harsher on my scoring because I'm sure there's there's like nods to other movies that I'm missing out on and stuff like that. 007 just has never really done it for me, you know.
2: Sure, no, I've always been a pretty big fan of 007, with the exception of the oh, what's his name, the one right before Daniel Craig, Pierce Connery no, I love Pierce Sean Brosnan? Connery, oh. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, those were terrible. Not a single one of them was good. Like that was like they were worse than Mission Impossible movies. The, the Pierce <laughs> like they were so bad.
0: But we did get one of the best N64 games out of that franchise. That's fair. Thing.
2: That that movie that game changed. Wait, which uh, one? Is it GoldenEye? GoldenEye. That yeah, that game yeah changed Goldeneye. multiplayer Goldeneye. game like first person multiplayer shooting games forever like
1: i accidentally stole that from my friend when i was in like high school middle school or whatever asked yeah. to borrow it and then i lost it and i just never talked about it again that's funny he brought it up like two years ago
2: nice <laughs> yeah i love that i played odd job all the time just because you were so short it was hard to get the headshot fucking run around super short it was funny as i was listening to you talk about this javier and that it really made me think about the fact that this movie felt like they went Let's sit around the table and say, what are some great ideas for James Bond? And then they went, we're going to put all of them, all in of the them, movie, every single one of them. Yeah. And and we'll find a way to write around putting everything in. Right. Mm-hmm. And that so it just that's what it feels like. And I think that's probably was this movie's downfall is they did not edit themselves. They just said, let's do all of it because it'll be cool. Yeah. Our last hoorah. Let's- yeah. Yeah. And instead of saying, let's make a great movie, they said, let's make a movie that has it ever, has it all. And it, mm-hmm. it just really ruined it. So anyway, two and mm-hmm. a half, two and a half and a two. About an average movie as far as ratings go. A little under average.
0: And I think we're going to be the odd ones out with ratings. I think so, like, I too. Yeah. I, I think I, this I, this it is be Rotten be, Tomatoes have
2: it at right now. I think it'll be... It's
0: like 84, 89. It's way up. Dude, out We keep well, doing this. Oh, do we not understand movies? Like, well, <laughs> you know, I...
1: Are we better than everyone or stupider than everyone is what I'm asking.
2: I think, (laughs) and we've said versions of this on this podcast before. Like, I think you change the way you watch movies when you watch them to give critique. Like, Mm -hmm. because before the podcast, like, I probably would have thought this was a long, really fun movie. And now I see the things that make it not good. Like, I used to shit on critics all the time, and now I see—I still don't see all of the things that they see. Because, like, there's some really shitty movies that they're like, this is amazing art. And I'm like, yeah, well, pulling on my oh. pud can be amazing art, too. So let's just fucking not get into that. But what I have a hard time sexual, with JJ? is very sexual. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what, what I have Good a hard catchy, time Ed. with is I can't, <laughs> I can't justify telling people to go watch a movie. If I don't look at it from at least somewhat critical and just go, yeah, this movie's fantastic. Do I think you'll have a fun time watching this movie if you just go to watch action and Daniel Craig? Sure. But is it a great movie? No. So I think that
1: gives more value to movies that we've really liked, right? Like Cop sure. Shop and Oh, you know, dude. Shang-Chi
2: or whatever. Shang-Chi. Cop such great movies, Cop Shop. Anyway. So yeah, it's
1: Nicole to watch that movie with me again. So good.
2: All right, well, next week we'll be watching The Last Duel. Go check us out on our Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter pages, all at What's Our Verdict. Check out our website, whatsoverdict.com. Send us an email, hosts at whatsoverdict.com. Interact with us. Leave some comments. I finally got roasted by Alec instead of Javier getting roasted. All right. Finally. Let's... Look at him his broadening his, late... his horizons. I know. His latest comment on the last episode was uh, a fun drinking game. Is while you listen to the podcast is every time JJ says tickled. He's tickled by something. Take a drink. You'll be shit ripped in no time. <laughs> <laughs> so I went back and listened to it and I was like, son of a bitch. He's not wrong. You <laughs> say tickled a lot? I apparently. I didn't think I did, but apparently saying tickled tickles me. Wow. What? Okay. I could have gone, gone my whole on? life
1: without hearing
2: that. I don't even. I said it. I, I think I only said it once in Venom. But it was and it was at the very end. But I said something like, "Oh, that tickled. That's it tickled my fancy or something like that." Oh, wow, I was like,
1: "What, like tickled you pink,
2: pink type of thing?" So, yeah, yeah, I'm so tickled. Like I say, it, and I know I say it quite often, but I, yeah, Alec got me on that one. So leave us a comment. Tell us what you find funny about us.
1: Only positive things. Only what you find funny about us. No negative stuff. We're we're currently only and, accepting compliments.
2: <laughs> yeah. And
0: Javier will throw them back at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure i'll give you i'll give you a compliment or two <laughs> all
2: right with that we appreciate you two today, and we'll catch you on the next one bye now cinemagic out